out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out. My name is RJ. My name is Blay. And of course, this is the podcast where RJ and I, two best friends who are very selfish, try to become better friends by convincing each other to like something. And this week, I am very excited because I am going to be arguing for something that's near and dear to my heart. Near and dear to my heart, too. No, it's not, because you hate this, dude. <laughs> I guess, the, you know what? Fine, we agree. Podcast opposing, over. No, Thanks for coming. Side, That's it. The opposing, the opposing side is near and dear to my heart. The opposing side is near and dear it to is. my heart. Quick impression, who am I? Okay, ready? Here's the thing. RJ, I think you should watch and appreciate art house movies. I think art house movies are better than blockbusters. And I have brought with me two incredible experts today from the frames per second podcast it's nick and mike hey fellas how you doing thanks so much for coming guys thanks for inviting thanks for the invite glad to be here yeah so tell us a little bit about frames per second yes well frames per second is uh just a little podcast that um me and the the people at uh, Dead and Hip Hop, we created just to give our perspectives on the films that we love and that are coming out, or even just archival films that you know we just kind of go back into the 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 shed and try to pull out and, and just comment on. Um, pretty much, we we talk about films, TV shows, and even just discussions on anything that's going on in you know the film industry. So yeah, it's just something that we we wanted to do because we are geeks and nerds and like to talk about anything. <laughs> I love it. Now, love Nick it. and Mike, what are your each respective favorite types of movies? Ooh, good question. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm more into horror movies, but um, I I steer towards the weirder end of horror movies. Um, I mean, I'm also Ooh, I'm also a really this. big art um, art movie fan. You know, my favorite director is David Lynch. Lars von Trier, Gaspar, no people like that. So, but I mean, I I do like some blockbusters, but I steer towards the the weirdo shit. We're talking now. We're talking, Mike. (laughs) Nick. Now, what about you? Uh, Complete opposite. I'm a millennial, so I'm all about. God damn it! What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about the blockbusters. I'm all about the Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, wait, Ryan Coogler's, all that. Yes. All the all the, if okay. it doesn't make a hundred million dollars, it's not on my radar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no money under a hundred mil. It's no money under a hundred mil. Yeah, exactly. amazing. It better amazing. have the best goddamn soundtrack ever, or else I don't need to watch it. See, here's the thing. Okay, okay. So all right, fantastic. And and just very, very briefly, how did you guys meet? How did you guys decide to start doing this podcast? Oh, that's a good question. I actually, I think, I don't know if Mike remembers this. I actually hit up each individual member of like Dead in Hip Hop to ask them <laughs> exactly like, can we do this podcast? Because I remember me and Mike had a conversation where we met up at the studio and I talked to him about uh, doing a film podcast. And we were just, you know, and then we also just got to know each other throughout through that uh, conversation as well. But um, yeah, it was it was kind of my idea, but they were already they talk about pretty much everything because they have another podcast is the Mike Stallone. Great podcast. Make sure you check it out. <laughs> um, but they talk about all pop culture stuff on that. And I was like, well, what are your thoughts on films? Because I know you guys have thoughts. So it was it was just kind of that organic type of uh, setup. And we just been running ever since, since I think, what, 2018? Been doing- yeah, but I don't remember how we actually met. I think Nick just kind of showed up at the studio. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> 
like a stray cat and wouldn't go Oliver away. Oliver Twist, please, sir, just a little porridge. Right, just a little more. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a fan of theirs for a while since uh, ever since they started back in 2010 with uh, them reviewing hip hop albums and uh, yeah. I just kind of stalked them a little bit and they just like, you know what? He's a cool guy. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Every good relationship starts with a good stalking. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I always love, I always have kind of in my brain, like my favorite things of the moment to recommend, be it a book, a movie, a show, whatever it is for you guys right now, what are you kind of, re- and it doesn't need to be current. But kind of what's your thing when people are like, oh, what movie should I be watching? Or what do you what do you got? Do you have what comes to mind for for each one of you, a movie you would kind of recommend or your go to recommendation right Right now? now You got to see this. Yeah. And it it could also just be a ball of shit. It could be you should see this because it's terrible. (laughs) Doesn't even be good. Just the thing you feel like you you need to recommend to Bill, because I would say for me right now, I'll start. I uh, just saw The Lodge. Yes. Uh, so How great. good. How good so is great. it? So great. And it was a recommendation from my friend Josh Rubin. I literally texted him. I had like, you know, I was the TV was on. I was ready to watch them. I was like, I need a horror movie. What do you got? And he wrote back The Lodge. And I was like, all right. No, that's not true. My friend Matt Gorley did that. That <laughs> my friend Matt Gorley uh, did The Lodge. My friend Josh Rubin said uh, Relic, which was also good. Uh, act three, though, had some problems. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but the lodge. So what is the a, a movie each one of you want to recommend? Nick, you go first because he stole mine. Oh, you well no, you could you could say the lodge. It, uh, I can. I, I didn't can explain get something it. else. I didn't explain it. I didn't. Um, you mentioned just terrible movies, and we have a thing on our podcast where we like to review terrible movies just to shit on them. <laughs> <laughs> and the one that comes up, uh, the uh, crawl, the alligator movie. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I remember that trailer so vividly. They're like coming oh, out man. of the woodwork, yes. like everywhere. We, we, is it is it super fun to it's, watch? It's, it's great. great watch. Um, we had a review on it that oh. people love because we just basically killed the movie. But we we actually enjoyed it, <laughs> but it was because it was so terrible. <laughs> That's amazing. Was it, wasn't that Sam Raimi? Yeah. Yeah. What was oh, it? Oh, Sam. It Sammy Either boy. He directed or he produced something. He was attached oh. to it somehow. Oh, man. Uh, he, he did. I think he did EP. He executive produced, I think, Drag Me to Hell or maybe he directed he, it. But I like that. He one. did. That was pretty. Yeah. Fun. Drag uh, Me to Hell is great. That was great. Uh, um, Mike, you can you can recommend The Lodge, no, man. I don't yeah. want to take that from you. I didn't no, explain it. I, you know, The Lodge is is an incredible movie if you like slow burn horror movies. Oh, yeah. But something that I watched recently that I've been obsessed with which is probably perfect for this conversation is uh i'm thinking of ending things i don't know if any of you guys have seen this yet but it's a total mind fuck nick would hate it i guarantee (laughs) rj as would rj you might probably hate it too but oh it's it's i think it's fantastic it's just the perfect way to like display the idea of of longing and loss and regret but it's it takes you a good 40 minutes before you're like <laughs> for, for 40 minutes you're just like what the fuck is actually happening what is this but once you get it it's it's beautiful uh 100% speaking that, of speaking of what the fuck is actually happening nick have you seen the christopher nolan movie yet not i have not uh tenant are you talking about I have, 
Yeah, Tenant. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either, but Neither I hear I. it's a similar, like, not similar to that, but... Like, don't... I swear to God, I, dude, if you... I, spo- I don't know anything about Tenant. If you spoil it for me, it. I will I kill you it. on this All Zoom. I, know I will slit it's your throat. Fucking, like, you don't know what's going on. That's what on. I'm hearing, too. Yeah, I'm hearing the same... It's, yeah. and that's, Which I'm I'm in for that. Yeah, I don't mind that. Like, because I, I liked uh, The Prestige, and I... And I and, oh, yeah. that's my favorite Christopher Nolan. I think that's... It's up there with Memento. Um, but I keep hearing tenant as far as like either you are super like you're a genius if you can understand it <laughs> or you're going to be lost and you may not even like it at all. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. They I've mm. said this before. They shot, you know, Christopher Nolan always shoots in the studio. We work at Conan and shoots in the studio next to our studio. That's his favorite wow. stage is uh, stage 16. Like Batcave was in there, Revolving Hallway and Inception. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Also, wow. that with all the water in Inception, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. um, and the scene at night in the water, because they have a giant water tank, uh, Dunkirk. And so there was, we saw some tenant stuff. We were walking by and saw some like tenant stuff, which is very cool. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is about. So, but there are all these we like, were like, big what? black sheets up and stuff. Like you yeah. couldn't really see, but Blay and I would walk by. We're like, oh, we're just going to get coffee. And we'd be like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> see, I, and, we're, and we're like, what movie is this? And they're like, Ronald McDonald's Revenge. You know, they said they're whatever, whatever fake name. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we know what this is. Yeah. We know what this so is. You didn't see the, the, the big uh, airplane get destroyed. You guys missed that. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't, yeah, we didn't see that. Didn't <laughs> see that. No, I don't know. They also spoiler? shoot a lot of the week. It, so. it was in the trailer, uh, so I don't think it was a spoiler. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I also haven't seen the trailer. What? I haven't seen anything. Oh my god, dude! Oh. They have my money. They have my money. That's they fair. have my money. All right, all right. I, I think uh, I think we're it. ready to go. We're yeah. gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back with the reasons why I think RJ should watch more art house movies. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, what a great Welcome break that was. Back. What a great break. I actually grew an inch taller. It was so it was long. Wonderful. Uh, okay, right, so here's you, the deal. We are here with Mike and Nick from Frames Per Second, the fantastic film podcast available wherever podcasts are listened uh, to. Uh, subscribed. Subscribed. Podcasted. Podcasted. <laughs> yeah. Wherever those old P-casts are casted. Uh and it's interesting because we, right before the break, we were talking about Christopher Nolan. All right. I love Christopher Nolan. Love Christopher love Nolan. Okay. So here's my first argument about why, RJ, you should watch art house movies. Okay. Because. Wait. Oh, man. What? Okay. Okay. No, yeah. I, no, I, no, that's good. I'm on the runway. Evil Knievel is on the jump. I just wanted to say that we never said the charity the loser has to donate to. Yeah. No, that's okay. We definitely couldn't insert that later. So no. I'm glad you. No, let's do it now. Let's do it now. No, this is good. We know which one of us is a professional, which one of us. This is his first podcast. Let's hear it, RJ. Do the thing that we definitely oh, couldn't have inserted later so to destroy my momentum. I love it. Go ahead. Say it. Say what it is. It's the California Fire Foundation. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So now that we've got that out of the way, you motherfucker. <laughs> you saw you guys banter reminds me of our podcast. Like me and Rod, we always go back and forth on interruptions and stuff and whatnot. <laughs> Does he just does he just throw deck chairs in front of you on the Titanic as you're running for the lifeboat like RJ yes. does to me? No, that's Nick. Nick's full of shit. <laughs> that is Nick. That's Nick. Come on, bro. Yes. Gotcha. They don't know nothing. Right. Gotcha. They don't know who I am. Yeah, I'm saying, man. Next the one. Next the one. 
RJ is like Columbo. Like, we'll be doing something, and he goes, oh, one more thing. Uh, and I'm like, hate you. I am the iceberg. <laughs> you asshole. Anyway, I don't even, what the fuck? All right, fine. The whole thing, my whole point here, here's my point. So here's my point. This is why, my first argument of why you should watch art house movies. We're just talking about Christopher Nolan, all right? The reason why I like art house movies is because they contain thought-provoking ideas that then trickle down into popular culture in a less distilled way. To quote a movie, a blockbuster movie that I'm sure RJ has seen, The Devil Wears Prada, probably your favorite movie, there's a scene in that, Mike and Nick, have you seen The Devil Wears Prada? Yes. No, Great. You're not missing anything. Okay, great. There's this scene in The Devil Wears Prada where Meryl Streep, who's playing uh, this the high fashion matriarch, is explaining to Anne Hathaway the importance of fashion. Fashion seems silly to people who aren't in fashion. I, I seems silly to me. I wear a black T-shirt every day. Um, Same. To, just mostly to cover a rash, a giant rash I have mm. over my bo- whole body. <laughs> but she kind of explains like, like this blue crazy thing that this person is wearing looks ridiculous and you think it doesn't affect you, but you're that blue sweater you're wearing is because this crazy thing was on the runway 10 years ago. Someone thought that was cool. That person thought that was cool. That person thought, and it trickled down to target where she got it in a bin, you know? So that's the thing. And you talk about Christopher Nolan and I'm glad you brought that up. This is a really good example. Inception is a perfect example. There is shot for shot. In Inception, scenes taken from a movie called Paprika, which is like a, a Japanese manga film the uh, of dreams and visions and all this stuff. The mirror stuff where he's walking with Ellen Page taken directly from Paprika. Other These other things taken directly from ostensibly an art house movie. You want to talk about the prestige? That is, look at the look of that. The prestige, the look and feel of the, of the prestige, even the story is not doesn't come from a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It comes from art house films. So I think that why why are you drinking a light beer? Drink the hard stuff, man. Go straight to the liquor cabinet. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? I don't think I get to, I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I don't think first of all, no one's seen those other movies. And I know that's a hundred percent. Not true. Well, I have seen them, <laughs> but you, okay. You have seen them. Uh, you and maybe Mike have seen these movies, but like what I'm saying is because Mike and I are living right. All art. <laughs> I would, I would argue that pretty much all art, isn't it? Albert Einstein who had that quote. That's like on average humans have two to three original thoughts. So it's like, all art is I love I love you're like all else. art and then quote not an artist. No, but, but what <laughs> I'm saying is you know I mean, like, like the famous artist, the famous painter Albert Einstein, you know that famous impressionist painter Albert Einstein? What I'm saying is you could definitely argue Albert Einstein was an artist. A. Okay, but and B, podcast. I'm saying there's originality comes from something else every time and Christopher Nolan takes those really great first seeds of ideas and then puts them into something massive and big and something you want to watch and listen to in a movie theater hmm. and then everyone goes to see it you know what I, you understand what i'm saying so you're a follower i don't know mike mike and nick what do you guys think i just have i have a question actually yeah yeah so did did you like memento rj <clears throat> uh 
Yes, definitely. I did. So yeah. Memento was really just a big budget art film or not even a big budget art film. It was just a very popular art film. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's because true. I mean, tip, typically movies that I mean, and I don't shit on mainstream movies, but typically mainstream movies are mainstream because they're trying to pull in large groups of people. But yeah. and the easiest way to do that is by putting out and I don't mean this in a in a, a degrading way, but it's probably going to come off pretentious because oh, I'm an boy. asshole. Oh, but boy. I I think it, the easiest way to pull in a large group of people is by putting out very simplistic ideas, right? Yeah. And Memento didn't do that really. Yeah. Memento well, was a I pretty mean, complex and confusing film until you get you know about totally. three quarters of the way through it. I would agree with that, and I also am not. I also want to clarify that I don't want to shit on art house movies either. I'm just, I'm just not going to try to watch them all the time. But Memento is a great example. <laughs> Memento is a great example of one. But if you'll see, I mean, if you look at what Christopher Nolan did afterwards, he didn't continue to make art house movies. He decided, Until oh, I'm going to step up my game. I'm going to do, you know, what all of the movie you could name every Prestige is a great example or. Uh, Inception is like a movie that you could say is it's not perfect an art house film. It's an art house film. I don't know, man. Inception, Inception is an art house. Wait, okay, like, so then we have to define art house film because I don't know. Well, yes, what it's a big budget it has art house Leonardo film. Leonardo DiCaprio and it has the biggest budget like ever. So what is an art house film? Let's so here, define here's it. what I mean by that. Right. Yeah. I feel like the ideas and that's why I think you should watch more art house films because if you really enjoy Inception, then it's like, well, what is keeping you from watching other movies that could be just as complex, just as all yeah. over the place? That's that's what that is. Like, that's not a typical mainstream film. And the funny thing is, I guarantee you the majority of the people that walk around saying, yeah, man, Inception is my favorite film. They have no <laughs> fucking clue what it's about. They have no idea. True. No idea. All they can tell you is, yeah, man, motherfuckers are walking on walls and there's a top at the end. If you if you ever see a top, oh man, be be wary. That's it. The totem. That's it. But it's it's it really is. When I watched Inception, I was like, wow, this seems like something that I would see in some really tiny, shitty fucking movie theater with stale popcorn, and I'd be stoked on it. Exactly. Hundred percent agree. I I agree. What then let's define art house film. Blay, since you're making this argument, what would you say an art house film is? Because, yeah, yeah. I would say, here are thing, that's, a, that's, a, that's hard for me to do, but maybe I'll throw out some things that I, that I like the most about art house films, okay? Okay. I like, they tackle complex ideas. Okay. They have a if not a singular point of view, a very strong vision. Mm-hmm. Like the underpinnings are, it's a very strong, like singular vision. It doesn't feel like a movie that was made by committee. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but, and and also I, I will say like, although Inception is an art house film in a big budget package, but, yeah, I mean, to Mike's point, I mean, one of the things I think about art house films, when I think of art house, I don't think of going to see them in a huge theater. Um, but I don't really I don't really know if I could say that that's part of a definition. I think to me, it's yeah. those two things. It really is kind of the subject matter. And then is this kind of like an auteur, like a a singular 
vision. And it's it's interesting because somebody like Nolan does have a singular vision for the most part. Yeah. And some of my biggest, some of my favorite, like what's on the wall up here, some of my favorite blockbuster movies. You could, I mean, that you could argue but are those similar. don't those don't deal with complex issues though. And that's kind of well, like Moonlight. Like let's take Moonlight for example. Stunning, absolutely amazing. Okay, Th- but that movie. Did you see Moonlight? Yeah. Okay. That you know that movie's incredible. I think that deals with a lot of complex. I could not call that a big. If that movie costs five hundred million dollars to make, a you're wasting a lot of money. <laughs> but B. It's uh, they had to build. A, yeah. That, uh, but B, it's I, you know, I don't expect to see something like that in a big budget movie. If I do, I'm pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I don't Nick. What do you think? You like big budget films. Yeah. What um, would you say are some tenants when you think of blockbusters? What's the opposite of RJ's question? What are some things that blockbuster movies all share? Blockbuster movies all share for me. I, I explain this on our podcast sometimes, like what I gravitate towards movies is at the bottom line, was I entertained? Was mm. it worth, was it worth the time for me to sit down and consume the content? Yeah. And the big, the blockbuster film, cause, cause I feel like when Mike was describing blockbuster, as far as like, it's based off of a simplistic, I guess, formula or idea, I would have to say, then what is the love for star Wars? What is the love for certain, you know, big IPs that on its surface level, you're like, yeah, it's just, you know, cowboys in space, essentially. But when you break it down, there's a lot of, you know, depth to it to a certain extent. Um, But you wouldn't call those art house films. You would call that a blockbuster film. So I don't don't want. Is there depth? There's depth. It's I love Star Wars. Joseph Campbell, baby. But the hero's journey. That's not depth, dude. That's not, yeah. I, I mean, what? Star Wars is only has depth when you get to dorks like us who will like overanalyze <laughs> shit. Yeah, true, yeah true, who will true. like super, like it, a little kid can understand Star Wars. Like, okay, that's the good guy. That's the bad guy. Cool. Right. Yeah, but okay. I understand what you're saying, but what about character depth? Because like to Nick's point, yeah. you could take a movie like Jurassic Park and yes, super simple. But the character depth is the reason that movie is popular because the rest yeah. of them have all the stuff that the original What is the had. depth? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I thought what is the, the depth of Jurassic Park's characters? <laughs> this is the the relationships between them and the I don't know. Oh, you, the, oh they have relationships. No, but what That's I'm saying your is, fucking if you watch Jurassic y- Park two, three, Jurassic World, the the next one after that, all of them are lacking what that first one had, which is what I think the secret sauce is, which is. Like deeper characters, characters that are relatable. None of the other ones really had that. But I think that that's a form of depth. I don't think relatability, though. I think relatability hurts you in that mode. I think it's interesting. You know, you look at like a Steve McQueen movie like Shame, right? That movie made me feel super fucking dirty. It was great, but a very undefined relationship between characters You know, like a very like it's very interesting, like that movie. I felt like this guy is is a complex sex addict who wants to be good. He had who's the I can't remember the woman. It's not Dandy Newton, but he goes at one point. Did you guys see shame? I haven't. But Fastbender's dick. Fastbender's dick. (laughs) But he goes at one point and there's this woman who. He has a he might have a thing, you know, an actual emotional relationship with and he can't get it up. 
and he's really angry. And that was like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. Like, here's a guy who, like, doesn't deserve love. And he's like, is he a bad guy? Because he's like using all these women like to make himself, you know, and then at the end he goes into this uh, a gay club and he's just hooking up with guys because he just needs the physicality. That's depth, dude. It is. What is sex? What is love? Like, like, I am I am I a bad person for using someone else for what I need or for them using me? Like, that's like not like Dr. Grant, like, oh, well, I don't know. We took the DNA from a flea and should I have done it? Uh, maybe not. You know, what the fuck is I would that, have dude? To, that's I, would, I would have to challenge you on on blockbusters with that, because for another example, we MCU is the biggest, you know, IP out there now. Black Panther, I would say. Just thinking you couldn't do that film. You couldn't get that big audience to understand that concept without it being a blockbuster, in my opinion, because it was like a medicine. It was like a medicine in the candy type of film where you're talking about complex yeah. issues within a specific uh, area. But the film is still big budget, you know, explosions, action scenes, all that. That's true. That's true. Our house, right. uh, and to me, at it the end of the day, a director or a producer wants their film to be seen by everyone. I feel like art house films, because of how quote unquote, as you guys described in depth it is. And, and, you know, super, that's true. You know, it, it, it like intellectual, it has to be, it kind of turns a lot of people off because some people say, you know, it's, that's not my cup of tea, but with blockbusters, you can do, a, you can try to do both. Now, obviously it doesn't always go well, but when it does go yeah, well, right. you get these phenomenal, you know, classic films. Yeah, when a when That's a, a blockbuster good hits yeah. on those cylinders, it's a great movie. Uh, another movie I'm thinking of, and man, you you might just say this is an art house film, but I don't think it is. Is there will be blood? I don't know if you've seen that movie. I would consider that. I think it's a blockbuster. Art house. Well, That's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know. Block. I mean, it made a lot of money, but I can't say that anyone expected it to. It didn't feel. You know what? Here's the other thing that I might bring up about. And I don't know if you guys agree or not, Mike and Nick. Blockbusters, I think it's also. And this is actually my third point, but I'll jump to it now, which is this is why you should watch art house films, RJ, to support independent artists and their point of view. A blockbuster to me is also it has it's kind of also how it's made i think it, you, these films don't exist in a vacuum and i talked a little bit about kind of like movies by committee and like yeah. I, it feels to me when you can kind of see network notes on the screen like black panther did deal with a lot of amazing issues but i think that's only because ryan is so great at navigating the studio system and I think that's like a testament to his talent. But that I would say like was a hundred percent by committee. You know, like also it, it, I don't know. It's also I think you have to look at how it's made, you know, like yeah, like uh swingers. That's an art house movie, right? Wouldn't you say? As far as it's comedy blockbusters go? it's an indie film, but not an yeah, art house film. Like, and that's yeah, the that's another difference. So wait, that's can another a difference. comedy not be an art house film? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It can. I think it's harder for a comedy to be an art house film. I mean, I think, uh, well, I guess, does Punch Drunk Love even count as a, I guess it's not a comedy. Uh, no. I'm trying to think of I didn't it. But it, that's, that a, that's further on the art house side, I would say. Does Life Aquatic count as an art house film or that's as a comedy, I mean? That's I would funny. say it's more art house than comedy. Borderline. Yeah, I would say more art house than comedy, but yeah, it's both. 
I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's really funny because I'm not a big Wes Anderson fan. That's Wes yeah. Anderson, isn't it, Nick? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan, so I didn't really find it that funny. But I assumed I was supposed to laugh at certain things. Yeah. So I thought it was a comedy. <laughs> Would you consider Wes Anderson as a whole art house or no? Yeah. I would yeah. still, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I, I think he challenges people with the movies he makes. I don't particularly care for him, but. Yeah, I mean, um, but you know, I, I get I get it. I, I do think he I it's a singular voice. You know, it's a Wes mm-hmm. Anderson movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. I would say also like Spike Lee is also, you know, but it's weird, though, mm-hmm. because like Inside Man, that's that a felt, right? even though it didn't make a ton. That's a blockbuster, yeah. right? That felt that didn't feel at all like Spike Lee. That felt like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just like a great heist movie. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? It's not like. But don't you, you know. think? And I mean, Nick, back me up here. It, there are blockbuster like. There are definitely people who make blockbusters that you say like that feels like aside from even Christopher Nolan, like J.J. Abrams, I would say pretty much all of his movies feel like a J.J. Abrams movie, I would say. Or even early Spielberg. All like first half of Spielberg's movies feel like Spielberg. They're all kind of the same feel. I would I say know. Guillermo del Toro oh, is yeah. somebody who has like makes big budget art house movies, totally. you know. Um, but yeah, but but you know but, what? Go, go ahead. You, 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 you know what I think it is? I think that the reason you're having more people that make big budget art house films is because people are starting to get a little bit bored with these very simplistic mainstream movies. Fast and the Furious can only go so far. But if you look at Art House, but it can go so they haven't really, I know they do go <laughs> really far. We haven't reached the end yet with Fast and Furious. No. I know. It's like, so it's like I'm 30 or something at this point. But We haven't reached peak Furious yet. Okay, apparently not. <laughs> But if you if you look at if you look at the trajectory of art house films since I mean even if you want to go back to like the forties, they haven't really changed that much. They've always mm. been challenging. They've always mm. been like, okay, I have this idea, and I'm not going to just give the idea to you on a big silver platter. Sometimes you have to work to figure it out. They've always kind of been like this, right? But if you look at mainstream films, they have to adapt. Like yes. they have to kind of take these ideas because it's like. How many Terminator 3s can you fucking make? Right. At no some reason. point, people are like, okay, I'm bored. That's why you have people like um, like Jordan Peele who puts out a movie like Us that's not a standard mainstream film. It's a fucking art house film with yes. a big budget. Yes. And then people flip their shit. They're like, oh my God. Right. This movie's amazing. What's so amazing about it? Well, I really had to think about it and figure shit out. Okay, welcome to art house. Yeah. So what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally agree. Completely agree. And that's the thing. And you know what? Mike, you brought me perfectly to my third and final point. Alley-oop. Here's the thing. Yeah. Boom. It's a sports thing. Except Nick. I would brick because I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised um, you got that reference, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised RJ, Blade did too. Yeah, me too. Here's the thing, RJ. This is why, again, I think you should watch Art House movies. Because to Mike's point, it's Art House films at their core, or as I see Art House challenges you as a viewer. It doesn't give it all to you right away. It makes you work for it a little bit. And I think you are a writer and it's as to be a great writer, you need to have a wide spectrum of things you are watching and consuming and to, to think and feel all these things, right? They say how to be a great writer, live an amazing life. 
I'm failing at that, but you know, Same. whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that's, that's the thing. And I think art house films do that. Like, again, like a, a better, other perspectives, other points of view make you a better creative person. No, look, I love Taylor Swift. Okay. Who no, doesn't? sure. But, but no great artist is going to be influenced by Taylor Swift in a, in a way that is going to give them a new idea or make them blossom unless it's like a comment on Taylor Swift. For instance, if you, why is single malt scotch more expensive? Because it's not a blend of other shit. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's more expensive because it's a single thing. It's a single flavor. It's a single. So that's why tasting a bunch of different flavors by themselves is better than just pouring all the booze into one glass and drinking it. Like I did when I was 19 and went to Canada. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have to challenge you on that because I don't know who what, ah! what philosopher said this, but ignorance is bliss. Sometimes I don't. Oh. Think, okay. Sometimes, that's a good point. Nick. <laughs> sometimes enough. I just want to, sometimes I just want to go in there yeah. blind and just Fair like, enough. I'm just going to have a good time. I don't know what to expect, but I don't care about, I'm trying to escape. It's escapism. That's what we're trying to do yeah, when right. film. Anchorman, there's nothing complex about it, <laughs> but it's a great movie. Okay. It's it, it's it, it hits all the notes. Everyone loves it. It's quotables for days. Why is that devalued over, let's say, like Mike's point, the uh life aquatic? Like what they're both supposed to be comedies-ish. But they have their own lane. But more people have yeah. seen one than the other. <laughs> if anything, more That's people true. like more one than the other. I think. Oh, Anchorman, far superior. <laughs> I agree. Far <laughs> Thank superior. You. I wasn't Probably. trying to shit on Wes Anderson since we've already been talking about it. But nonetheless, I killed a man with a trident. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. But I'm just saying, in terms of RJ, yeah, like watching Anchorman is not going to make him a better comedian. Honestly, watching Life Aquatic won't yeah, either. Yeah, okay. But watching like, <laughs> but listen, but listen, yeah, but listen, life but listen, listen, listen. <laughs> watching like Lars von Trier's The Five Obstructions will make you a better writer and a better. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I got shit to do. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you got like, I know that, I know that it might not. Watching Anchorman might not make me a better comedian or a better writer or whatever. But, but I also. Don't go to art museums. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't know. Oh, I you're think, a bad person. I'm I a get bad it. guy. <laughs> no, but I just don't like going, you know, it's boring to me. I like oh to, my Nick's, God. to Nick's point. <laughs> to Nick's point, let's get on a ride. I'd rather, you know, get on Pirates of the Caribbean than go into an art museum and look at a piece of, you know, like a painting of a yeah, you ra- of a cool ship. You'd rather ride the, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride than watch an art show about Pirates of Caribbean. <laughs> yes! Thank you, Nick. Exactly. And, and, I mean, yeah. look, I, I will say one of the most enjoyable movie-going experiences I've ever had is Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. The, I was giggling and loving the entire movie. Giggling. I didn't know anything. Nothing was spoiled for me. It was so awesome. It was so, so, so awesome. It was truly like not even just a movie highlight. It was like a life highlight. I mean, I mean that honestly. It was like, holy shit. You know, it was just bo- yeah. my boner got a boner. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> it was like, and then it was like, it was weird. I need to see a doctor. But all that being said, Avengers Endgame did not make me in my writing. Cre- didn't make me have any new ideas as a, a writer. 
and RJ. Yeah. Just even specifically, like you don't eat cheeseburgers every day. You probably do because you don't respect yourself. No, but you need to eat a vegetable now and then, man. I know. Like you but, need to. It's it's a good healthy thing. What? I, but but they also don't. Like, yes, it might not get me the like, give me the like little nugget of knowledge, but those type movies inspire people to then um, make other movies. Yes, you know what I mean? That was the point. I was a gonna, movie okay. like Back to the okay. Future. You see All Back right. to the Future, you're like, All holy right. shit, I want to make that. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I, but how I, many of that do you want to see? Like right. at so some much. point, doesn't that get boring? <laughs> no, man. Like I, I think I think the difference between people who are fans of art house films. And then people who are primarily fans of mainstream films is Nick's point was perfect where, you know, the escapism, like every once in a while, I don't want to have to think about what I'm watching. I want to just zone out. Yeah. But the thing is, then I'll go back to wanting to think. (laughs) I think with people that are primarily interested in these big budget films where thinking is not involved, they very rarely ever want to go to something that actually requires some critical thought. Like when I'm done with Endgame, I'm done with Endgame. I'm not pondering and I'm not sitting there being like, damn, that scene where Captain America is looking at his butt. Like there's like this meta thing with like there's nothing there. It's just a scene. But Boner gets another boner again. That was the moment that it happened. Only at the end. You know, <laughs> most of it, I was just like, where the fuck is this going? But with a lot of art house films, like when they're done, I'm sitting there really, really thinking about it. And I don't think it's a matter of that makes it better or worse. It's just a matter of, you know, changing your diet up a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's, you should it's, experience it's what you it. want going right. into a movie. And it sounds like Nick and I like fun. That's all. We're just fun <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, <laughs> I haven't heard anything else. Asshole. But I, I would say that, and I, think, mm. I don't know who brought up this point, but I think the, my, the difference that I'm hearing is that blockbuster films are heavily relied on character arc and art house, fil- mm. house films are heavily relied on story arc. And I, I say that because Definitely. from what I think of it, because uh, when, I, when I heard Mike try to, you know, shit on Endgame a little bit, uh, <laughs> the, scene that I, <laughs> no, I the scene that I remember is about <laughs> Tony Stark with his father as they're yes. he's literally having that last conversation with his father and to see this the the arc of tony stark's character from the first iron man to end game how he's changed and how captain america called him out and saying you're not going to sacrifice anything because you're too selfish when he made the ultimate sacrifice that's something that's the payoff for watching 25 plus films <laughs> in one genre right. of superhero movies because you see the the progression that you normally probably not say you probably wouldn't see in an art house film, but it's not as entertaining in an art house film because you talked about shame. A guy who who can't get it up and has to go to random bars to hook up doesn't really sound that appealing to me as opposed to... It wasn't. It wasn't. It was Brussels sprouts. It was Brussels sprouts. It was gross. I mean, it wasn't gross, but it just wasn't... Yeah, it's more... What's more real life? You know, Nick's not going to admit it, but what's more real life? Shame... Or you standing by a portal with a bunch of fucking dudes coming through on your left. Like, that's not real. Well, for me, getting, that was the payoff. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. For me, getting laid and uh, stepping through a portal are equally impossible. <laughs> so it's all fantasy for me. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with RJ's verdict. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. All right, so RJ, here's the here's the thing. <laughs> time to go. I here. have tried to convince you, yeah. with the help of Mike from Frames Per Second and Nick from Frames Per Second, 
is on your side. Yeah, Nick has I'm been trying the, to, the voice of reason here. I try to be. I'm <laughs> trying to convince you. That's right. I'm trying to convince you to watch art house movies. And um, Mike and I are going to are trying to convince you to watch art house movies. And you and Nick are loving blockbusters. I have said art house movies have better thought provoking ideas better vision uh you should watch films the art house films outside your comfort zone because it's going to make you a better writer and a more well-rounded person in general yeah. and finally give your money to independent artists don't just give it to disney they have all money anyway <laughs> you know don't give it to megacorp give it to a uh, tiny corp yeah uh so those are my three arguments rj let's hear your verdict uh okay so <laughs> I mean, that was a very sad this is, laugh. This is, yeah, this is interesting because it is kind of going, uh, it's tugging at a couple of different things that I do really like about movies in general and TV in the same way. Um, but, and this is a big but, and Nick kind of helped me with this uh, argument or this thought, which is, you know, even the biggest blockbusters, even the biggest money-making movies can have all those things you talked about, except for the giving money to independent filmmakers. That's not going to happen. But the... Asshole. In, I think there is a place for coffee shop art, but if it's going to cost me the same amount of money to go to a theater and look at the movie on the screen, I would rather see... The Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel. You know what I'm saying? I, if I'm if, if I'm going to the same venue to watch a movie, I think I'd rather see the big, fun ride of a movie. All right. But I like well, you. I've done what I can to try to make you a better person. Mike and I have the, tried. The, Mike's face is so disappointed. I feel. <laughs> I kind of feel bad. Mike I've looks never how felt I feel bad right on this podcast, yeah. but I kind of do right, feel bad. RJ, you, you, you now so. know how I I'm feel every week when we just <laughs> anything. Since RJ was unconvinced, I will be uh, donating to this week's charity, which, RJ, remind us what the charity is. It's the F California Fire Foundation. They provide critical support. Uh, to surviving families of fallen firefighters and current fighter fighters and the communities they serve. If you guys also want to donate, you can go to cafirefoundation.org. And please donate out there. I can barely breathe in my apartment. Yeah, and it's no, not just because of the normal stench. Yeah, there's like smoke on top of the normal stench. Uh, I want to thank, well, we want to thank yeah. Mike and Nick. You guys from are the amazing. Frames. Frames per second podcast. You guys are absolutely incredible. And Nick, no hard feelings. I also like blockbusters. No, I, We're pals. I, I, We're pals. My, uh, the movie I was going to mention uh, before Crawl, I actually liked A Marriage Story. That was actually one of my. Oh, there we go. That was that was great. one of my favorite that movies. That was that was really great. Adam Driver is. Uh, He's on a roll. A He's on a roll right now. Oh, that yeah. dude, man. Let's make another Star Wars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, please subscribe to Frames Per Second wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>